Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to That Girl with me, Danielle Decker. As always, so glad to have you here with me today. I hope that you guys are having a blessed week, a beautiful Wednesday morning, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, continue on, actually, from, from last week, kind of piggybacking off of that, following along that that same vein of coming into the new year with maybe some new fresh goals, um, a new outlook, and I hope that this last couple of, well, what, week and a half or so has found us um, hopefully maybe in a new place with God, uh, maybe taking some uh, new steps, maybe dreaming bigger this year than we have in the past. And uh, I hope I can dream bigger this year. I know so many times I can say for myself, I I am the one that puts a cap on what God will do for me. I don't know if you guys do that too, raise of hands. You know, God, um, and we're actually going to talk about that, that today, but he does so much more for us. He wants so much more for us, but we feel so undeserving. And because we feel that way, we have a tendency to put a cap on God's blessing, But isn't it amazing that our blessing is not based upon whether we deserve it or not? The reality is, is that Jesus, through his finished work, deserved it all, but he gave all so that way we could have all. Is that not just so incredible? So dream big with me um, this year. Let's do that. Let's let's walk out this this. New Year, uh, asking Jesus to be our guide, to lead us, to show us, but to also just blow the top off, right? Like, let's do something that we never thought we could do before, but this time the only reason we can do it is because we actually trusted God and we believed him and we followed after him. And because of that, we see the blessing, right? Amen. So, Lord, we're just uh, speaking that out today. But today, I just kind of wanted to talk about because last week we were, you know, talking about how we make plans and and which is which is great. But we do all of that, and we've tried it on our own before, right? We we make plans and we do this and we do that, but we're not really surrendering. We're not really we haven't really asked Jesus like, what do you say? about my plans. And so now that we've kind of maybe laid a little bit of a foundation of like, okay, we can have ideas and plans and things that we'd like to see for our life and, and, um, asking Jesus, uh, to, to help us and spending more time with him. Um, now it's like, okay, well now how do I do that? Right? Like I can, okay, I need to read my Bible more. Yes. That's that number one. That's where it starts is reading your Bible, getting to know Jesus. What does he say? Um, he has something to say about everything that we do, everything that we are, which is wonderful because he doesn't leave us, uh, without answers. And um, we can ask him for wisdom and he gives to us liberally without reproach. And, and we know that. And so, but now it's like, okay, so where do I go from here? What now? 
And I think it's important, number one, to take a look at what are my goals? Are my goals for the year pointing inward? Uh, The things that I have planned for this year are the only people that it would be making a difference is myself. Um, Because we don't want that either. A lot of times, and it's not, we don't mean to be this way. And I'm talking about myself here too, you guys. Yeah, please always remember that. But when a lot of times when we sit and we're making plans for the year and all this, like, is it not like kind of like we talked about? Is it not all I, 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 right? I want to do this. I want to see that. I, this, I, that. And while God wants more for you, he's saying, can you get to work for me? And let me worry about you. Man, and that should take a load off of our shoulders. It really should. We don't have to sit here and and grovel and beg him and and be so consumed with ourselves. Because God's like, if you work for me, I work for you. But see, Satan says, if you don't hold on to this super tightly and worry about yourself, you're not going to be okay. And we have to remember that that's not where God wants us to be. And... I really, uh, this week, started reading Ephesians over again. And if you guys could see my Bible, I, it's like every single verse is highlighted and underlined. And I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, if you're someone, because I have this question all the time, where should, I, where should I start? Where should I start reading? I don't know. I don't know where to start reading in my Bible. You tell me to read, but I, I don't know where to start. Well, I... I, you know what, after reading Ephesians again and starting it again and going through it, start there. Start with Ephesians. It's written by Paul all about uh, the grace message that was given to him, that it was finished on the cross through Jesus, that Jesus is grace and truth, and that his, uh, the, the message of Jesus, that the gospel was for the Jew and the Gentile. That just means it's for everyone. And in Ephesians, we see all of this. And it's uh, talks a lot about the fact that there's a plan and a purpose for our lives. And um, today, really, I, I want to, I'm going to read quite a bit of Ephesians. And I want you to hang with me because I know I can say, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. And sometimes, for whatever reason, it just takes so much strength to pick up that Bible and actually read it. And instead of me trying to sit here and I read and read and read and read and then just turn around and try to explain it all to you, I'm just going to read it. I want to read it because I know that when I read this, it comes alive to me and God reveals things to me and he shows me things. And I know that he will do the same for you. And I want you to hear what the word says, not just what I have to say, but what the word, what does the word say? And so we're going to read and we're going to talk because I want you to hear God's words through his word. And so in Ephesians chapter one, Paul is talking about, um, uh, that, that we were brought back to Jesus, uh, or brought back to God through the blood of Jesus, that we were, um, accepted, um, 
that I wanted to read chapter 1, verse 11. It says, In him, Jesus, also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And it's so important to remember as we're walking out this new year that he has predestined things for us, but it's according to his will. This cannot be like, Lord, okay, this is what I really, really want to do. Can you make that happen for me? No. He's saying, I already have a plan and a purpose for your life. That's God's will. And then we can walk that out. We have an inheritance that is predestined according to his purpose for us. So when we are walking according to his will, we already are are the beneficiaries of that inheritance, that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, that when we receive Jesus, the, the Holy Spirit comes and makes residence inside us. And that is who seals the promise and the guarantor of our inheritance. And then we're going to move on to chapter two. It says, and he made alive who were dead and trespasses and sins. That was us. We were dead and trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. This is who we once were. We conducted ourselves according to the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of our mind. That, that's who we once were. But God, but God, see, I love, this is where we were. This is the, the disobedience. This is where we were. And it says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Remember, his love for us was sent in Jesus. Jesus loved us. And in that, he laid down his life for us. He passed tense. He loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. For grace, you have been saved and raised us up together. He raised us up with Christ and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you see this? We are sat with Christ that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, God already had a plan for us. As we're walking out and we're making new plans and we're, and we're saying, Lord, show me the way for this new year. It's telling us here that that we are his workmanship. We were created. We were seated with him. We have his inheritance. We were, we were created 
in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them before you were even thought of. He had a plan for you that we could walk in them. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. We can kind of move down here. Um... And it says uh, in verse 18, for through him, Jesus, we both have access by one spirit to the father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. What I love about that is when we are coming to him and when we are seated with him and the minute Satan tries to come and tell you that you don't deserve what God has for you in this new year and in all the plans and in all the things that you're trying to walk out, Satan is going to be coming and he's going to be attacking every single thing that you're trying to do and you think that you're not good enough or that you don't deserve it. But right here we read, that we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. What that tells me is that I have a right to be here. I am supposed to be with him. If I'm sitting in my parents' house and a random person comes in, they can't say to me, well, what are you doing here? Well, I'm a member of this household. What are you doing here? And that's exactly what we say to Satan. He can't, he has nothing in us. We have a right to receive every single thing that Jesus did for us because God made it that way. Jesus is the one that brought us together with him that we might be seated with him through the adoption brought near by the finished work on the cross for him to do exceedingly above all we can ask or think for us to move on behalf of his church for his glory. And we're going to talk about that even more, but we were brought together to God by Jesus for a reason, for a purpose. And in verse three, or I'm sorry, chapter three, we're going to keep, keep reading here because I want you to hear this for I, this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard the dispensation of grace of God, which was given to me for you, we have to remember that we live in an age of grace. That just means unearned, unmerited favor. Right now is a season of feeling like we don't deserve the good. You're right. We don't. We don't deserve the good. But Jesus does. Jesus did. And he made it so that way he would take it all so we could have it all. That's grace. We didn't deserve it, but we have it. That's the whole point. And in verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. It's so good. And we keep moving on over here to verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width 
and the length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever Amen. So many times we read verse 20 to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. It's incredible because when we think about that, we can stand on that promise and we remember that God can do more than we could ever possibly think or imagine. But we can't forget to go to verse 21 where it says to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations in the church. And see, you have to remember that we are the church. We are the bride of Christ. God has a reason and a purpose for your life, and it goes beyond just you. And that is a good thing. We don't want to just be self-serving. Remember, we just were talking about that. We want to be doing what God has called us to do. And when God calls us to do something, it is always for someone else. We live in a generation of selfishness of the flesh. And we all fall prey to that. Every single one of us. Because of course we want to be served. But we have to remember that the Bible tells us that Jesus came to serve not to be served. And that is exactly the mentality and the position of our heart that we need to have. See, God can do more than we can ask or think through us, but it's not just for us. It's for us to do through the church for his glory that others might come to know who he is. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. As we see the day approaching, Jesus says that we should be gathering together all the more in the church, that we should be doing all the more in the church. And as we are doing those things, God continually pours out his grace, pours out his blessing upon our life that we continually are blessed to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing. And that's how God's economy works. So as we continue to move on in our year and make plans and ask Jesus to come into them and we surrender our life to him, don't be surprised when when he asks you to go outside of yourself and do more outside of yourself. He gave us the giftings for the bigger picture to be fulfilled because we need one another. And that brings us to chapter four. And we hear that we, it tells us that we need to be gentle with one another, that we need to have patience with one another, bearing with one another in love. We are one body and one spirit. And it says in chapter, uh, he talks about how we all have different giftings. And in verse 12, it says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He gave all of us gifts, talents, and abilities for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. It always goes back to God's ministry. It goes back to that. So that way the body of Christ might be built up. Verse 13, till we all 
Come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should be no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of the deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Listen, every time we start taking a step for Christ, this world is coming at you stronger and heavier handed than they did before. We are living in unprecedented times when it comes to the most radical things that we have ever seen. And I'm here to tell you that walking your life out as a Christian in this day and age, in 2023, you are going to look like the crazy person. You are going to look like the radical. You are going to be tested and questioned on every single thing that you believe. But God is telling you right here that, that you can't be like children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. There are new things coming out every single day telling you how you should act and what you should believe and what you should be doing. But you can't be like that because it's the trickery of men, the cunning the craftiness of deceitful plotting. But no, no, what he's telling us, we but what we should be doing is speaking the truth in love that we would grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. That we would grow up in Christ. Grow up in Christ. We cannot continue to act like we don't have a way to know Christ more when he has given us everything in his word to grow up in him that we don't have to wonder, is this right? I don't know. Do you think this is right? I don't know. No. He's saying you will know because my sheep know my voice and the voice of another they will not follow. When you are reading your word and spending time with God, you are able to walk out his plan and purpose and follow after him, knowing that it's him because you know his word so well. You've got it so deep down inside of you that there's no cunningness, no craftiness, no deceitfulness that can pull you away from what he has for you because you know the voice of your father, the one who created you, the one who loves you more than anything in this whole world, the one who has the plan and the purpose of your life to bless you and keep you, have favor upon you, grace and mercy bounding toward you every single day. That is what you know and there's nothing that can take you off of that because you know him. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body, all of us, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. We all supply something different according to the effective working by which every part, every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love, that we would build up ourselves, build up the body of Christ, the church, edifying itself, building us up in love. Therefore, I say, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, 
having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work, all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned, Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed, be renewed, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Woo! His word is good. Don't walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the futility of their mind, having their understanding, understanding darkened. God's like, don't be like everybody else. You're my kid. You're my child. You have my inheritance. You carry my flag, my banner, and my name. I love you. I've created you. I continually walk with you. Let that light shine bright in this dark world. Put off the old man like we talked about last week. You can do it. You have to be renewed in your mind. All of this goes back to knowing Christ. You cannot walk in 2023 and be a new person and have new goals and have new plans and surrender to God if you don't know his word. It's impossible. It can't happen. I've tried it. I've tried to be new and I still, I still fall short. I still do things that I know I shouldn't do or I shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't change God's love for me. And it sure doesn't change his love for you. Listen, we're going to mess up and we're going to fail and we're not going to get it right every single time in this new year. But he is saying, if you follow after me and continually do what I have for you to do, take one step and I'll show you the next. And it's for the building up of the body because he He's coming soon and we have a work to do and that should get you excited. That should make you happy. That should make you want to do because God is saying you do my work and I take care of you. Let me bless you. Let me worry about blessing you so then you can be a blessing to others. Don't be so focused on self that you can't see past your own feet. We can't be and I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But every single time we do something for the body, God turns around and blesses us. And in turn, it makes us feel so good. We are built up when we can build others up. We have to follow after Jesus. And we can't be tossed to and fro like children. We have to know what God says. We can speak the truth in love in this new year. We can, we can walk the plan and purpose. But don't think, don't think just because I'm following God, everything's going to come out perfectly. Nope. Satan is going to be that much harder after you. And that's why you have to know God that much more. That's why you have to know his word. Because every time Satan brings something to you, you're going to say, nope, I know that's not of my God. I know it because I know who he is. I know how much he loves me. And I know what he's done for me, what he's going to do for me. And I know who I am in him. Your strength 
comes from him. Your life comes from him. Your plan and purpose comes from him. His love for you is greater than you could ever possibly imagine. And like Pastor Paul said on Sunday, if you don't know where to start, just sit for a moment and soak in and continually say to yourself, God loves me. Jesus loves me. He gave his life for me. He loves me now. He loved me then. He will love me and every single day, every breath I breathe, his love for me never fails. It never has to do with how good I am, what I've done, what I haven't done, where I'm going, what I'm doing. His love never changes. I am loved. And if you can start with that foundation, there's nothing that you and God can't do together. Amen. So last week, talking about bringing God in this week, Now what? Get to know him. Get to know him. Open his word. Read. Start in Ephesians. And you guys know I'm always here. If you ever have questions or anything that you want to talk about, please reach out to me. My heart would be so blessed to have a conversation with you, to talk with you, and get hooked up into a church. Our church, 180 Church, every Sunday, 10 a.m., spirit-filled, amazing uh, worship, amazing message, amazing people. Don't know what I would do without my church family. You are invited and you are welcome. I hope this message was encouraging to you. Please share it. It helps build this ministry and it helps others to, to come to know the saving knowledge of Jesus. I hope that you guys have a great week and I'll see you here next week at That Girl.